You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. ABC Tonight. Special Agent Will Trent. Judge Bureau Investigation. I told him I'd bring my best. Will sees things that no one else does. Based on the New York Times bestselling series. But why Will Trent? He's good police and he's objectively hot. See crime. Put out an Amber Alert. There's a kidnapping. Through his eyes. He read that crime scene like it was a book. Ramon Rodriguez is. I'm a pretty observant guy. Will Trent. Series premiere tonight, tonight central on ABC and stream on Hulu. And welcome to Fan Theory Queries, where we analyze fan theories from all over the internet, but mostly Reddit. I'm Laura. I'm Michael. I'm Spencer. And I have a reminder or announcement. If you didn't listen to our previous episode, we will be in the company of the superheroes Green Arrow and Morbius's doctor, or whoever Matt Smith plays in that Morbius movie. And. No. Uh, Laura's character that she... That's the worst character of his that you could have chosen out of all of his amazing characters. Well, my knowledge That's is... That's the worst? Is, well, I mean, we haven't watched House of the Dragons, so... My knowledge is limited. Honestly, it's... Morbius is... I just watched Morbius the other night for oh, the fun. first time, and his Morbius character is hands down worse than his character in House of Dragon. I always love that phrase, hands down, because it's like... His Morbius character is, put your hands <laughs> on the table, the worst one Anyway, all that to say, we yes. will be in the company of stars such as Stephen Amell, Matt Smith, and Laura Williams this week. We're hosting a live fan theory query show at Dallas Fan Festival in Irving, Texas this Friday, October 14th at 7 p.m. If you are a fan of things like festivals and Irving and this podcast, and you live in the area or can afford to travel the required distance, do it. We'd love to meet you. You can get tickets to the Expo Festival at fanexpohq.com slash Dallas Fan Festival. I'll also include a link in the description so you don't have to type that in. See you there. <laughs> awesome. Or you're a square. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, um, I am going to be bringing a theory this time. Speaking of squares... Yes. <laughs> From user uh this this is a weird name. Zithrus? Sure. Anyway, their theory is that the Matrix isn't a farm, it's actually a wildlife preserve. Much has already been written on why using human bodies as an energy source makes no sense, so I won't go much into that. But the most popular alternative theory for what the machines need humans for, that they're using human brains as parallel processors, like in the original script, has flaws of its own. The biggest one being that if the machines wanted super efficient biological computers, they wouldn't be using humans, they'd be using parrots. Obviously. Parrots? Yeah, interesting. <laughs> I don't know. Um, no, really. Uh, a human brain contains about 30 times as many neurons as a blue and yellow macaws brain, but is 70 times as massive. The average human body is simil similarly about 60 times as massive as the average blue and yellow macaws. Uh, in theory, if you were a machine, you could take a single human-sized pod and replace it with 60 to 70 parrot-sized pods 
and get a much bigger return for the same investment of space and resources. <laughs> what about a mouse? Isn't a mouse's brain supposed to be like ours? I don't know. All those pods with these macaws, <laughs> with just like bald, bald macaws that, that mm-hmm. have been shaved, and they have their, their little feet just sticking yeah. out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it sounds really sad too. Very mm-hmm. sad. Yeah. Uh, okay. In the end, <laughs> In the end, I think any explanation for the Matrix that relies on the machines needing humans specifically for some practical purpose is going to have flaws. So what if they don't need humans and they aren't being practical? My theory is that after the machines won the war, there were two main factions with different opinions on what to do with surviving humans. One wanted to go all the way and kill them all to prevent them from ever becoming a threat to the machines again, while the other, although fine with decimating the human population via biological warfare, had enough lingering empathy for their creators to not want to exterminate them entirely. The same way a farmer might be in favor of culling wolf populations to protect their livestock, but mm. not want wolves as a species to go extinct. The Matrix was the compromise reached by these two factions, a sort of wildlife preserve for humanity where they could live out long, relatively pleasant lives while never having any power in the real world that they uh, could use to become a threat. Although the Matrix operates at a loss, so to speak, The ever-efficient machines do in fact harvest energy from their captive humans in the form of waste heat and recycle it back into their power grid. It's just less energy than they put into the Matrix in the first place. At some point, freed humans discover whatever infrastructure the machines use to do this without learning of the greater context, which is why they mistakenly believe the Matrix is a power plant. Okay, um, I will go ahead and start off by saying I've seen this movie one time. And I saw it in college as part of a film survey of modern film class. And I do not remember very much. And so I will be uh, using that as my place of reference whenever I talk about this movie. Okay. So with that point of reference, what are your initial thoughts on this? With that point of reference... And no, not having seen any sequels or... Uh, you didn't see any sequels at all? No sequels at all. Wow. Um, okay. We need to watch per- through these movies. <laughs> wow. Uh, and may- maybe there's a reason why I didn't watch any more. Probably because I didn't want to. But I think it's very hilarious that they are making this alternative suggestion of using parrots instead <laughs> of humans. Um, and you know, but if I'm just looking at this surface level without doing much critique, I don't, I mean, there's nothing that stands out as this is out there, dude. I mean, okay, why not? Why can't the matrix be a farm and the of whole a power freaking plant? thing is out there. Let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> so sure. I mean, my initial, so my initial thing before reading comments, even though I've actually technically read them, uh, at this point. I'll just say right now, I'm leaving the door open to believe. Okay. Because the truth is out there. <laughs> but that's not this movie. Wrong franchise. No. He yeah. says, I know you're out there. I know you're out there. At the end of the movie, before Neo mm-hmm. Rock Right before he does his Superman thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking of. <laughs> yeah. The only reason why I know that is because I helped the guy make a promo movie for his really 
dumb book and he kept referencing that scene and i didn't know what he was talking about because this was before i saw the movie cool <laughs> oh no that's because because he said you know like in the matrix when neo says or whoever it is says i know you're out there and then rockets off well i know you're out there this is youtube like <laughs> this has nothing to do with your book sir <laughs> Oh that wow! So funny. Oh, oh interesting. Wow. So, Laura, what are your uh, thoughts on this based off of the theory? Well, of course, when I think about the fact that they are taking a little bit of power off the humans, I immediately started thinking about our first Freaky Friday mm-hmm. of uh, Mary Poppins and Pennywise <laughs> were collecting energy similar to the Monsters Inc. Uh, yes. universe idea that you, you get more energy from happiness than from fear <laughs> so you're saying these descendant these machines are descendants of the species mary poppins slash it maybe maybe mary poppins or pennywise or if they are the same entity were able to upload their consciousness into a mm-hmm. computer like zola Westworld? in Oh. MC in the in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and that's how it all began the the machine <laughs> uprising. No, uh, uh, I I need to ask a question real quick mm-hmm. because I don't know what the stated purpose or perceived perceived portrayed purpose of the Matrix is. Um, when, so after seeing the first movie when it's over, what do we as the audience realize about the matrix? What's happening just after the first movie? Yeah. I was going to say that, uh, there are humans who have been able to bust out and escape from it. By and they are, tr- well, just awakening their conscience, their mm-hmm. consciousness, because they've mm-hmm. been trapped in their subconscious. Okay. Much like whenever you talk in your sleep, Spencer, that mm-hmm. all comes from your subconscious. You have no idea that mm-hmm. you're doing it until I tell you about it in the next morning, however your body is fully functioning. Mm-hmm. I think it's the same kind of concept with uh, in the Matrix. They're tapping mm-hmm. into your subconscious. And so you think that this is all real and everything, but your body's not actually participating in any of these things. But then they're able to awaken from that, and now they're fully conscious, and that's starting to happen. Maybe that's a um, an adaptation, but <laughs> no, it's natural selection. <laughs> from our last theory, no. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so now there are some humans who have been breaking away, and Neo. It was prophesied he's the savior. He is the one Neo mm-hmm. to free all of the humans from red skull or skynet <laughs> or I don't know. <laughs> um okay so but we're to believe that eventually that for some reason some way the machines are harvesting humans for the purpose of powering things mm-hmm. okay that's what we're led to believe at the end of the first one yeah okay all right continue i don't know what else to continue with on this <laughs> the com- the comments yeah, let me read some of the comments and then I'll share kind of my thoughts on this whole thing. Um, first comment comes from user CyberclawX. They say, the architect seems truthful, even if he obviously keeps things to himself. Machines are dependent on humans. When confronted with the survival of machines, if humans go extinct, 
The architect mentions there are lower levels of survival they can find acceptable. So what's special about humans? He says it. Hope. Our greatest strength and greatest weakness. What lets us dream and imagine a best outcome is also what stops us from being efficient and calculating. So they use us to run simulations of any problem, and with enough humans, they are bound to get a dozen good solutions. We might not be their CPU, we might be their human learning algorithm. So is Hope Superman's greatest strength and weakness? I knew there was going to be a Superman reference. <laughs> no, you did not. That. Stop that. Yes, I did. Well, I mean, I we already talked about thing. Superman once, about <laughs> him launching off at the end of the first movie like Superman. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so next one's from false false set sure um they say sadly the newest matrix movie pretty much throws this theory out the window the machines flat out state that humans are used for energy generation as humans seem to generate energy through aggravated emotional states the machines even have a civil war due to dwindling energy resources as more and more humans are leaving the matrix Laura can attest to this don't i generate more energy when i'm aggravated in an aggravated emotional state <laughs> yes. <laughs> in response to that, uh user in quotes dirty name. That's that's uh, my uh PC or uh, This is his censoring oh. of the dirty name. Mm -hmm. I see now. Anyway, that person says, <laughs> I'm not even going to begin on how that completely violates the laws of thermodynamics. But one thing is interesting the fact that the machines had a civil war. If I remember correctly, didn't every single machine possess the same mind? One collective consciousness? Yeah. So I've mind. It, this is one of those franchises where things kind of change from movie to movie. Um, well, hmm. even by the so, newest one, we were down to, because it was a pair of siblings who created the whole thing. By the last movie, one sibling was out. We were, yeah, we only had one left on the creative team. Yeah. Yeah. Did you uh, see the new one, Michael? I did, unfortunately. Oh. Um, visually, it was gorgeous, but the story just... It ruined so many things for me about the franchise. It, they changed so many things, and I, I really wanted to like it because the cast was so good. And there were parts of it that I felt were really well done. It's just the overarching story kind of changed a little too much for me and almost negated. It was almost like a How I Met Your Mother situation. Like it, like in the last season of How I Met Your Mother, there's uh, up until that point, there's so much character progression and uh, so much development in the story. And then in the last season, within the last few episodes, they just throw all of that out the door and change mm. everything. And that's mm -hmm. kind of what it felt like with, with this last movie. So, in that case, who is Keanu's mother? <laughs> Laura's not laughing. She didn't think that was funny. Mrs. Reeves? No. Ah, that's right. <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, Corsair1617 says, No, it directly tells you they use humans for power. Sure, Macaws might have might have been a better choice, but they were all probably dead by then. Remember, <laughs> humans and machines had been at war for decades before humans blocked out the sun. Only then did they start taking, uh, only then did they start taking humans to harvest their bioelectricity. Which Maybe that the, the I mean, robots blocked point. out the sun. Humans wouldn't have blocked out the sun, right? 
I, isn't no. it something to do with a war that, or in the robot uprising, some kind of really bad thing happened that there is such a cloud of dust and smog and everything in Earth's atmosphere oh, that okay. that's what's blocking out the sun? I think, no, I, I, if I remember correctly, now it's been a few years since I've watched the original trilogy Matrix stuff. But I, I think that they did say that the humans intentionally blocked out the sun because that was one of the major power sources for the, the solar robots. Powered. Oh, yeah. they were solar powering. Yeah. Since, yeah, since the humans would no longer give them like hydropower or wind yeah. power or gas, they had to, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, 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 then they had to block out the sun. So they were trying to depower everything. All right, so uh, Captain Incredible says the Matrix is the Matrix is a retirement home for an old, out of touch species who have proven they are a danger to themselves and others. And the machines can learn things from the humans, so sometimes they go into the retirement home and hang out with them and interact. <laughs> maybe ask them questions about the way things used to be, etc. <laughs> that would be a much more entertaining. Like I you love could it. make this yep. into like a mm -hmm. heartwarming comedy or something <laughs> yeah i i genuinely love that idea um okay last comment and then um i'll share my thoughts uh bad noodle seven says the use of humans for parallel processing makes perfect sense the structure of human brains coupled with the interaction of humans within society can be used to encode incredibly complex problems the problems are solved by letting them play out in the matrix encode problems into qubits and let them work themselves out in the quantum ether. Yeah, they took it to a, a level that I like surpassed my level of caring. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> they might have um, been, they might as well have just typed that out in zeros and ones. <laughs> exactly, and I think they were just flexing personally. Sure. Um, okay, so welcome to the internet. <laughs> bad, yeah, yeah. That's bad noodles, mo. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so I think. The idea that they use them more in the wildlife preserve sense as opposed to actually for harvesting makes a little more sense or would make a little more sense. But I'm I'm pretty sure it blatantly states in the movies that the purpose is to use them for their electricity, bioelectricity and stuff like that. So, yeah, ov overall, there are some good points. I'm not sure if I'm entirely convinced though well you can say all these things whenever you're rating it well it sounds like we're about ready to rate this theory so let's go ahead and take a quick message break before we move on that sounds like something a machine would say how exactly would you know the things machines say uh yeah spencer uh you seem to have a pretty extensive knowledge of machine language i I didn't look at um, him. It's like he's defragmenting or something. Hey, how would you know what it looks like for a machine pretending to be a person go through a, a defragmenting process? Uh, I wait. Mm. I think you both have some explaining to do.
Process. It's a small word with big implications. Because whatever an idea starts, a process gets done. It's how big talk drives real action and people achieve their best work. At Smartsheet, we're in the process business. The go-to for managers who love pulling in the right combination of data, tools, and people from across the company to make it happen. One platform, every project, any scale. It doesn't get bigger than that. Smartsheet. Power your process. Visit smartsheet.com forward slash power your process. Hey, Matt. Did you know that wombats poop cubes? Nope. Never heard that before. Did you know the unicorn is the national animal of Scotland, Ken? I didn't know, nor do I care. Neil, did you know that Liechtenstein is the only doubly landlocked country in Europe? Jeff, isn't that an American pop artist? Well, actually, it's both. If you want to learn things like that and more, join us each week on Triviality, a pub trivia-style game show podcast where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Listen in each week to answer general knowledge trivia alongside exciting guests from around the world. And we're here, too. Join us every Tuesday for new hour-long episodes of Triviality, plus tons of extra theme content on everything from The Office and Lord of the Rings to science and geography. And sometimes we even do sports. Find us on all your preferred podcast apps and take part in the fun of playing bar trivia without the need to wear pants. Real mature, Jeff. Forget it, Neil. It's Triviality. Well, Michael, do you feel reassured now? Did our big expository explanation explain everything clearly? Yes. Thanks so much for all those details. I'm glad I was around to hear them. And I'm glad I'm around to hear you explain our theory rating scale. The highest rating that we have is genius. This is reserved for only the best theories, which we believe are better than the actual canon. The next step down is plausible. It's a good theory. It's believable. Unlikely is next. It's not a terrible theory, but pretty unlikely, as the name suggests. And then the last thing is preposterous. These are the theories that are just stupid. Basically, we're all dumber for having listened to them. So I'll go ahead and rate this theory uh, because it seems like OP is, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. It seems like OP is only talking about the first movie, the first Matrix movie, correct? That's what it felt like in in the original theory. Some of the comments brought in the sequels, but I'm I'm pretty sure the the base theory was just the Mm -hmm. first movie. Right. Okay. And um, because of that, I mean, in that movie, it it really seemed like they were using the humans to power everything. And so that's why I think that it plus I feel like my ears are my brain's kind of leaking out my ears Mm. right now from this theory. So I'm going to say that this was preposterous. Uh, I I didn't I, I won't get that time back. (laughs) <laughs> Ooh, can i go sure go Ooh, ahead yeah yeah um, i'm not gonna be as nice this is completely preposterous um there's this there's no need there's no reason for this theory whatsoever and i mean that's usually the case with all fan theories but like what made this person feel like this was necessary to begin with like why nobody else is questioning this <laughs> nobody else is like wait a minute that, what? <laughs> matrix isn't a farm what what like everybody nobody else nobody else in the comments thought that this was a good idea <laughs> yeah and then especially because there's a couple of comments i didn't include that specifically referenced when in the movies or wherever it is that the machines or whoever says that 
no this these are for power there it's a power plant basically basically yeah and um it makes sense to me that humans would be a power plant rather than a i still don't understand what a purpose wildlife a wildlife preserve, preserve would serve <laughs> they I don't, don't know. explain that i um, do not know yeah well, yeah <laughs> so, okay so basically i'm baffled whole, yeah the whole thing was like um the machines had empathy for the creators so they put them on a farm or wildlife preserve so they don't go extinct like just because they have compassion the machines have a compassion so instead of killing them they're just gonna go send them out to the grandma's farm <laughs> like old yeller you know <laughs> yeah yeah this boxer is stupid well, yeah, they they really tried with this theory, <laughs> but it's a stretch. This is this is not something that I ever would have thought about had I not come across this theory. And honestly, I don't care either way. I still enjoy the movies, so for me, this is preposterous. This is just yeah, dumb. yeah. a triple prep, triple preposterous. <laughs> that that, yeah. that way, you know it actually is preposterous and since you know yes. since it's been confirmed that this theory is preposterous that means it's almost time to bring this episode to a close but before we do i want to share a fascinating tv series detail with you all and you know i love it when an actor becomes the first to do something and it's an exciting moment for the class of people that the actor represents which is why i couldn't pass up an opportunity to share this fact by reddit user justin the platypus LeVar Burton could not see through the iconic visor prop in that uh, Star Trek show. The Next Generation. Yeah. This makes Burton the first blinded, sided man to play a sided blind man. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> it's so, so funny. It's think about it i'm so glad it's the first blinded sided man to play a sided blind man. i get more entertainment out of your response to these facts than yes. the actual facts yeah i mean it's a lot of fun to watch it is it's it's the, it's just a fun thing <laughs> <laughs> very good well on that note this has been fan theory queries i'm laura i'm michael and i'm spencer our next episode is releasing on a friday in october which means it's another entry in our freaky friday series Ooh. we'll share thanks i didn't ask for that we'll share that a theory scripted we'll, exactly that's why i'm stopping and now it's starting. We'll share a theory that will forever change the way you ride the Haunted Mansion at Disney World. Or Disneyland. Or one of the other national variants in other countries. Subscribe to Fan Theory Queries so you don't miss out on that and other fascinating fan theories. Fan Theory Queries is part of the Airwave Media Podcast Network. Visit airwavemedia.com to listen and subscribe to their other fine shows like... The Secret History of Hollywood, Who Did What Now? and Into the Impossible.